Is Christian Watson the most valuable rookie receiver this year? And what should we think of Traylon Burks after his breakout performance against the Packers? All that and more in this episode of the Lot Time Dynasty Football Podcast. You are Locked On Dynasty Football, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Here are your hosts, Marcus Mosher and Kate Madju. This episode of the Lockdown Dynasty podcast is sponsored by Simply Safe Home Security with Fast Protect technology exclusively from Simply Safe 24/7 monitoring agents capture evidence to accurately verify a threat for faster police response. There is no safe like Simply Safe. Visit simplysafe.com/lockedonnfl to learn more. I am Marcus Mosier. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. It's a solo show today. You listened to yesterday's show. You could tell Kate, uh, my co-host, was on the verge of getting sick. She lost her voice. and so She's not able to do the podcast today. So it's just me, and we're reacting to the big game on Thursday Night Football. By the way, a really fun game between the Titans and Packers. I thoroughly enjoyed myself. Uh, I thought it was a lot of fun. But today we are getting into some of the rookie receivers from that game because my, oh, my, do we have a lot to talk about. Let's start with Christian Watson coming off a three-touchdown game against the Cowboys in Week 10. What does he do? Just a few days later, he goes four for 48 and two touchdowns on six targets. At this point, I don't think you can consider what Christian Watson is doing flu. Like, it's so clear that the Packers want him to be their big play guy in the passing game. When the free play happened, when the Titans, I think, had 12 men on the field, the guy that Aaron Rodgers was looking for was Christian Watson. Now, there's going to be some inconsistencies from game to game, series to series, play to play, and we saw that in this game. He had multiple drops, um, not always convinced that he's running the same routes, but he's just the type of player that you have to start kind of going forward, right? Because of the touchdown potential, because of what he can do down the field, I, I think we can have a legitimate conversation whether he should be the most valuable rookie receiver going forward. I would still take Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave. Um, but after those two guys, like if you want to take him over George Pickens, because you just maybe trust this offense a little bit more, you trust Rodgers, even though Rodgers isn't playing particularly well. I I get it. It, it. The upside here is so tantalizing. And we've seen Aaron Rodgers be successful with this player before. We've seen this type of player be really successful uh, in the NFL. And I still think you can get Christian Watson at a discount. Even after the three-touchdown game against Dallas, he was still being ranked as wide receiver 12 among rookies behind Wandell Robinson, behind Sky Moore, and his teammate Romeo Dubs was still being drafted and valued ahead of him. I'm not opposed to going out right now and making an offer for Christian Watson and buying high, if you even want to call that, because I think the ceiling and the consistency is going to get better and better every single week. Uh, let's just talk about where his value is right now. Again, on Dynasty League football, and this is... These rankings are going to change a lot after this week, after he scored two touchdowns. But going into week 11, he was being ranked and drafted as wide receiver 42. 
that's behind players like Keaton Allen, Juju Smith-Schuster, Darnell Mooney, Elijah Moore. Like, obviously, you're going to have to pay a lot more to get Christian Watson. Like, you're not going to be able to get him for those prices, which, understandable. The question is, how high up does he go? And where should you value him, right? Uh, let's kind of go to, like, in the mid-20s. Devontae Smith, wide receiver, 26. That's tough. I think I would lean... Mm. I think I would lean Smith, but Rashad Bateman, wide receiver 25. Give me give me Christian Watson. Gabriel Davis, wide receiver 24. That's interesting. Wide receiver 22, Deontay Johnson. Give me Watson. Now, I think the cutoff for me is the you know, the Terry McLaurin, the Marquise Brown, the Michael Pittman range. That's where I think you're overpaying a little bit. But I don't think it's a a shock or a reach to say this is a top 25 dynasty receiver going forward with the potential to be much, much more. Uh, just on the other side of the things for the Packers, Brandon Cobb back this week after missing the last four games, saw his role right away. Six catches, 73 yards on six targets. Uh, I think he's kind of a plug-and-play wide receiver three the rest of the way. Alan Lazard, 5 for 57 on 11 targets. He still led the team in targets probably going to be the most consistent receiver the rest of the way. Aaron Jones, 12 carries for 40 yards, six receptions for 20 yards. So if you're in a PPR league, still love that. We still love Aaron Jones as a low-end RB1 for the rest of this season, uh, RB2 in Dynasty going forward. The A.J. Dillon thing is a concern now. Um, maybe one of the most overvalued Dynasty assets, six carries for 13 yards, one reception for 10 yards. We thought that this would be maybe be a 50-50 backfield this year. We thought there's maybe a chance that A.J. Dillon was going to take over. No, that's not going to happen. Um, he has only 467 rushing yards this season, one touchdown, no receiving touchdowns. Uh, his work in the passing game has been very sporadic, especially after week one. I think A.J. Dillon is somebody who you could probably trade now, even though the production hasn't been great. You could trade him based on name value and probably get some good value there because I just don't think this is going to be somebody who you're ever going to trust in your lineup at any point this season. And with Aaron Jones likely to be back again next year because of his contract, it it's just not going to happen for A.J. Dillon anytime soon. So that's the Packers side of things. We should also mention Aaron Rodgers, 24 of 39, 227 yards and two touchdowns. If you started him this week, uh, you're going to be fine. It's not the biggest performance in the in the world, but it's fine. Um, but this is kind of what Aaron Rodgers is now. He, you're not going to get the big volume passing games unless he's playing the Cowboys. You're not going to get any rushing yards, no rushing attempts in this game. And two touchdowns is probably the ceiling. It just makes for a very low-end, unexciting QB1 going forward. Uh, let's talk about the things on the Titans side because we finally – finally had a Traylon Burks breakout game. But before we do that, we want to tell you about Tommy John. Tommy John's absolutely fantastic. Getting stuck in Black Friday crowds, super uncomfortable. Shopping Tommy John's Black Friday sale from your couch. Now that is super duper comfortable. You're going to absolutely love Tommy John's. Shop Tommy John's Black Friday sale right now and give the gift of comfort to everyone on your list including yourself. Why don't you treat yourself a little bit with brand new Tommy John underwear, loungewear, and pajamas with over 18 million pairs sold, giving Tommy John has become 
a holiday tradition, at least in my family. My family always gets me the nice lounge pants just to hang around the house. Uh, 97% of women and men love getting a gift from Tommy John. That's what Tommy John doesn't have. Uh, they, they don't have customers. They have fanatics. Shop Tommy John's Black Friday sale going on right now and get 30% off site-wide at TommyJohn.com slash LockedOn. That is 30% off everything in their store, everything right now now at TommyJohn.com slash LockedOn. One more time, TommyJohn.com slash LockedOn. All right, let's talk about the Titans side of things because this was a very interesting game. Uh, we should start with Traylon Burks, who missed a lot of time with an injury, did come back last week, played a little bit last week. Uh, he caught three passes for 24 yards, didn't do a lot. This game, you saw kind of the vision that the Titans have with him. They were using him early in the game on screens and some just kind of short routes to get him the ball in space. Now he didn't really make a lot of defenders miss. I, I it might be due to the field. The guys were slipping all over the place, but you could see that the Titans want to get him involved in the passing game. He finished the game with seven receptions for 111 yards, including a 51 yard bomb at the end of the game uh, to seal things on Jair Alexander. Listen, I don't know if Brooks is going to become somebody that you need to start every single week uh, this year. Like, I, It's probably not going to happen with the way the Titans want to play. But you can see the upside. You can see why the Titans were okay giving up A.J. Brown for Traylon Burks because he fits the offense really, really well. So I, I know a lot of people still have him ranked as the, you know, the wide receiver one among this rookie class. I don't. I've dropped him quite a bit. I have him behind Drake London, Chris Olave, and Garrett Wilson. And then we can have a conversation about him and George Pickens or him and J- Jamison Williams. I just think if you're holding Burks or you were considering making a trade for Burks, what you saw last night had to be really encouraging. You can see the vision for how the Titans want to use him and play him going forward. We should also mention just the passing game as a whole was really good for the Titans. And this is why um, the Malik Willis hype and movement probably is not going to happen anytime soon. We saw him against Kansas City couple weeks ago that was a disaster in this game ryan Tannehill was amazing outside of one bad interception 22 of 27 333 yards and two touchdowns uh i i thought he was great he was delivering the ball on time to the receivers even robert woods six catches for 69 yards uh austin hooper four catches for 36 yards and two touchdowns he's probably the biggest winner now that ryan Tannehill is back and healthy uh Nick Westbrook, Akina, two catches for 28 yards. This is still not going to be a passing game that you prioritize and you value, but I do think with Ryan Tannehill back, guys like Traylon Burks, Robert Woods, and Austin Hooper at least have some potential value for the rest of the season. Uh, So again, all very encouraged um, by what we saw on Thursday. So also mentioned Derrick Henry. In dynasty leagues for the last three, four years, he's been routinely undervalued. Uh, if you traded for him this year, if you've just been holding on to him and not selling, you're being rewarded. A- another huge game for Derrick Henry. 28 carries for 87 yards and a touchdown. 
He also threw two passes, including a touchdown. And then he added in two receptions for 45 yards. The guy's a monster. He's producing at RB1 levels. You look at his numbers, the last 17 games he's played. I've got him right here. It, it's unbelievable. Uh, here we go. Last 17 games for Derrick Henry. 2,200 total yards and 22 touchdowns. You're just not going to find a running back out there that has that type of consistency week in and week out. Yes, the receiving stuff is always a little bit of a nightmare to figure out. I, I know that it's, it can be a little tough to watch this offense, especially with this offensive line, but he's somebody you play as an RB1 every single week, and he's going to figure it out. Really encouraged by this Titans offense going forward, and you look at their schedule, they've got some some tough games, Bengals at Eagles, and then it really opens up games at home against Jacksonville, at the Chargers, home against the Texans, uh, at the Cowboys in week 17, or home against the Cowboys in week 17, and we just saw the Packers throw all over them and run all over them. I think if you have Robert Woods, I'm going back to Woods and Burks, if you have those guys, now that Tannehill's healthy, now that he's going to get a little bit of a break, I think you can feel comfortable starting them as a wide receiver three or as a flex. And let's just kind of monitor uh, how this is going to go moving forward. Uh, really encouraged again. Uh, let's let's talk about some promotion commotions, guys. We, we had a lot of success last week. We pr- predicted that Christian Watson was going to break out against Dallas. That did happen. Uh, hopefully, I want to know, did anybody start him last week? Let me know if you started it because that would be absolutely amazing. But before we do that, we want to tell you about Bet Online. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all of your sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there, from football to basketball to soccer and esports. They've got it all on BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, and we know that you do because you're listening to this right now, you can find those as well on Bet Online. They're always the fastest and the easiest way to get in your betting fix. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet Online, where the game starts. All right, let's do some promotion commotion, the best part of the show every single week. Here are some players that you can either promote from your bench or from your free agency into your starting lineups this week that could potentially, potentially have some value. Let's start at quarterback. Uh, Colt McCoy, I think, is the easy one. Uh, It sounds like he's going to be getting the start for the Cardinals. I know this 49ers defense um, is really good, but McCoy has had some success. He beat them last year uh, in a big game. Just seems like this offense works well when they have Colt McCoy. He's going to throw the ball a bunch. He's not afraid to run it at least a little bit at all. He doesn't really turn the ball over. We saw him last week against the Rams, completed 70% of your, his passes. So if you're in a bind at the quarterback position because maybe you don't trust Russell Wilson or you had Kyler Murray or whatever, don't be afraid to start Colt McCoy this week. I really like him as a high-end QB2 low-end QB1. Next one for me, Tyquan Thornton. Um, Probably somebody that is sitting deep on your bench if you're in one of those deep, deep dynasty leagues. I think this is the week that it's going to happen for Tyquan Thornton. So just to kind of reset, excuse me, uh, reset things, looked awesome in training camp in the preseason. 
got hurt in the preseason, missed the first four games. They've kind of been easing him back into the lineup a little bit over the last three weeks. One catch for 19 yards against Chicago, one catch for 13 yards against the Jets, one catch for five yards against the Colts. But the reason why I think this is going to be the week for uh, for Thornton is that you're seeing him play a lot of snaps. He's played at least 40 snaps in each of the last four games uh, for the for the Patriots. In his last game against the Colts, he was on the field almost 85% of their offensive snaps. There's going to be some positive regression here. And with the Patriots coming off a bye, you've got to figure that they use this bye week to kind of figure out ways to get him the ball. I'm assuming he's a little bit healthier coming off that shoulder injury. And I think the Jets are probably going to use, we know their secondary is fantastic. Somebody, probably DJ Reed, is going to be on uh, Jacoby Myers in the slot. You'll probably see Sauce Gardner covering Devontae Parker. That leaves Thornton available to have a big-time matchup and advantage in this game. Don't be surprised if the Patriots take a couple chances down the field to Thornton. I just just a total gut call, but I think this is a game where he could easily go three for 60 in a touchdown and kind of announces that, hey, I'm going to be a big part of this offense going forward. Keep an eye on uh, Tyquan Thornton. Another receiver. Quez Watkins. So last week, Quez Watkins had four catches for 80 yards on four targets. Uh, <laughs> could have been an even bigger day if he didn't fumble the one deep ball down the field, but it is what it is. Uh, without Dallas Goddard, who's going to be out the next four games, uh, four games with an injury, I don't think Grant Calcaterra and Stoll are going to be tight ends, are going to be guys that you're, that are going to get a lot of action in the receiving game. It's more likely that they, they're played as blockers, which means that we could see more of Quez Watkins in just the, this, on the field and getting more targets. I think it's possible that we see him get five to six targets this week. We know that he's got deep speed. It's the one thing the Colts struggle with down the field. And much like Thornton, He's going to have a, a very good matchup in this game. I think you can expect uh, Stephon Gilmore to follow A.J. Brown. Isaiah Rogers has been one of the better cornerbacks this year, likely to cover Devontae Smith. That leaves uh, Quez Watkins potentially on Kenny Moore, who struggled a little bit this year on the fourth uh, or third outside corner. Keep an eye on Quez Watkins as kind of a – what the heck flex if you've got a bunch of injuries, if you're waiting on Mike Williams and Keenan Allen, their status, I kind of like him uh, this week in a, you know, in a limited role. Uh, anybody else, anybody else, the, the running backs this week are really, really tough. We may, may mention Kyron Williams on our Thursday show. We think there's a chance that he could take over that backfield this year or at th- some point this season. Did play a little bit last week. We know the Cam Baker situation is volatile. Uh, we know that Darrell Henderson doesn't create anything at all. Keep an eye on Kyron Williams. And if you want a, one more just shot in the dark pick, how about James Prochet? The Ravens are 12.5 point favorites against the Panthers. You have to figure that J.C. Horn is going to be following Devin DuVernay. Prochet has kind of developed into that number two number three passing weapon for the Ravens. I know Steve Smith, uh, former Baltimore Raven and Carolina Panthers receiver, 
uh, has mentioned that Prochet is the best receiver on this team, and it's only a matter of time, matter of time before he breaks out. Maybe don't start Prochet this week, but just keep him, you know, at bottom, or buried at the bottom of your roster. Keep an eye on him in the waivers because at some point, I'm telling you, at some point, he's going to break out and he's going to he's going to make some plays because he's just too good of a player not to be involved in this passing offense. So, there are your. Uh, promotion commotion guys this week. Really the number ones, ones for Colt McCoy, Tyquan Thornton. Keep an eye on Quez Watkins. Uh, those are the three guys that we're rolling with this week. That is it for today's show. Thank you for tuning in. Kate will be back on Monday to help me break down all the action from week 11. We want to thank you for making Locked On Dynasty your first listen. For your next listen, check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast. It's the biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day. Available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcast. Again, thank you for joining us on the solo show today. I know it's a little bit different from what you're used to. We're making do with what we can. Uh, enjoy week 11. We'll see you guys right back here on Monday, breaking it down and getting you guys ready for Thanksgiving. Three games on Thanksgiving. All of them should be a blast. We'll see you next time.